scoot in. Like, let's get all hung up. Please. If we can. We don't need to move chairs. Just come to the closer tables. That would be awesome. Please. want to yell. I'm pretty loud, but I don't want to yell. Yeah. Hey, so we don't have a lot of time, and so I want to be mindful of that, and then I also, at the end, I just have something for us, and so um, we're just going to dive right in. I'm Alexa, um, and there you go. That's all you need to know. So I'm going to just start off by telling you guys um, a... Um, an encounter I had actually Sunday, and it totally goes with this, and I think that's just how Jesus works, and so I'm already a wreck, so I'll probably cry this entire time, so it's good, though. So I was, um, sitting at a church, um, my kids were, are in the ensemble at their school, and so we're at this church that I've never been to, and I'm listening to my girls sing and their ensemble sing and being really honest I don't really love going all the time for many reasons but I think the Lord knows that and he decided to show up with me in all that and so um I went um the song Reckless Love came on so they started singing it I've never heard it um never heard anything about it and so as the song is singing I um So when I worship, I worship, I dance, and I laugh, and I sing, and I do all those things. But for some reason today, that day, I just sat down, and I was so overwhelmed by um, this kind of, I had this like supernatural encounter within like just the length of the song, and so... What happened was I was sitting there, and I've been praying for you guys, and I've been praying for this, and I don't know how to talk about shame. It's so awkward, and it's just not fun, Um, but it's so my story, and it's really everybody's story, and so, um, but I feel like this picture um, is so good. So I was sitting there, um, and Jesus was looking at me, and I didn't have any clothes on, and um, there was just words, just permanent marker from head to toe on me. And um, I've seen these pictures before, you know, just from visuals of people teaching. And, but I, in this moment with Jesus, I don't, I've never had a moment alone with him with the words written all over me. And so this picture was so sweet because um, I knew every word. And I, and I um, remembered who told me that word. And I remember why that word came on me. And I remember why it was so permanent on me. And I could not wash it off. And for years, like, I had this crazy picture of me just like, it's not coming off. <laughs> like, I keep trying to do this healing thing, and it's not coming off. It's like my tattoo. I can't scrub it off. I cannot do that. And so as I was watching myself, and Jesus was just right next to me, and just we're going through all these words. And so a lot of the words on me just for you guys to know a little bit of me, but um, was a lot of, so I've had two abortions. Um, I was a drug addict, um, very promiscuous, um, 
just all the things. And so, but all those words were on me. You know, stupid, you're unworthy, you're not wanted. You know, really kind of vulgar and hits home for me. Just, you know, killer. And all these things. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, is this massive, like, pounding of water just goes all over me. And I'm standing there, but it doesn't drown me. It just feels so good. And I'm standing there, and, and just instantly all the, the words fly off. And they just kept flying off. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> like, they're off so fast. Like, for so long, I've been trying to take these things off of me, and I can't take them off of me myself. And so... And it just happened so quick, and I just heard the Lord go, I've always wanted you. When did you forget? And it just, it, there's moments like that I've had just in my journey of um, just really sweet encounters. And that was a life changer for me. And so I kind of left the church, and my husband's like, are you all right? Like, normally you're dancing. I'm like, I don't know what just happened. But I left, and I just, I went through the day just trying to process, like, are they really off of me? Did you say what was true? Do you know what I mean? Do you really love me? And so all those things kept coming off. And then by the end of the day, I'm explaining to my husband what happened. And he said, well, what are you, what are you going to put on now? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, well, that's a whole nother, like, <laughs> I'm so tired. Like, that was so much. But... And I immediately thought about you guys. And I was like, we got to take off. But we do have to put on. And those will not come off. You know, and those are the things I think about. I just keep pointing to my tattoo because I cannot. It's a lot of money in surgery to get this, this off. You know, but for me, I thought, what are we going to put on? And so I was... Going through that, and I'm asking the Lord, you know, what are you going to put on me? What are you going to put on me? And so, I, for me, it's not an instant. You know, I think it's just a journey and a lifetime of him just putting more words on me. Um, so that was like this crazy <coughs> encounter I had, and I so wanted to share it with you guys. Because I think we're all either writing stuff on ourselves, mm-hmm. or people are writing stuff on us. And I think the one thing, you know, I was thinking about, you know, who wrote that? Who said that? You know, a lot of it is just years. And so when you're not, you know, for me, I say I met Jesus when I was in eighth grade, but I fell in love with Jesus in 2010. You know, and I met the Jesus that can wash all that new. And so, but through time, you have this wound. And just when someone write something on you, it just gets stuck in there. And if you don't have the truth and the Jesus that is like, no, that doesn't belong on you. And you go, oh, I forgot. That doesn't belong on me. Over time, it just like, it's almost corrodes. And we believe it. And so for so long, I believed like all the things. And some of them, I had no idea, like how the hell it got there. And so through the process, and I'm still going, uh, I've never arrived, you know. I get to do that when I meet Jesus. But through the time, I'm just asking him just to kind of take, peel away, and take that, like, 
nasty, nasty stuff and just help me and fix it, you know, and do something with it. Because the more we can take that out, the more capacity we do, we have to be more in love with Jesus. And so, um, so much. Um, I looked up, I want to read you something. I looked up, um, Corey is the guy that wrote Reckless Love. And so I wanted to look up why he wrote it, um, because I think there's meaning behind so much. Um, and I looked up what does reckless mean, and reckless is with or, with or without thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. And I thought, like, of course our Jesus, like, he doesn't care. You know what I mean? He doesn't care what anybody else is doing. He just wants you, and he wants your heart. And he wants that waterfall all over you, washing you. And if that takes your whole entire life here on earth, he will do it over and over and over and over again. Because he's that reckless and that in love with you. And so what Corey wrote, so when I use the phrase reckless love of God, when we say it, we're not saying that God himself is reckless. He's not crazy. We are, however, saying that the way he loves is in many regards quite so. Like, he's just so crazy about us. I don't know what that is to you guys, but for me and my story, thank God. Like, thank God. Because I even think of my husband. He does not love like Jesus loves me. He's not reckless as much as Jesus is to find me and come get me and rip me out of whatever I'm in. And so... Um, he's utterly unconcerned with the consequences of his own actions and his regard to his own safety, comfort, and well-being. He doesn't wonder what he'll gain or lose by putting himself on the line. He simply puts himself out there on the off chance that you and I might look at him and give him the love in return. Which is so crazy. That's the crazy love. You know, of our Jesus. His love leaves the 99 to find the one every time. And to many practical adults, that's a foolish concept. Well, what if he loses the 99 and finding the one right? What if finding the one sheep and always will be supremely important? So I thought that was so good. It's in Wikipedia, if you guys want to look it up. It's really amazing. But I just think about how just with my story that I can say is he is like all pursuing and he's never given up and I have ran physically ran out of buildings to get away from what was happening I didn't want to be a part of it I didn't want anything to do with him and he is still so in love with me even after all of that and the more I fell in love with him the less appealing this got and the less, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but the more I went to him, I lived this like double life for a really long time while going to church and going to see Jana every week and doing this. And I would go live these two worlds. And, but what I realized is like the more I tasted and encountered what Jesus really is, this was just, it was okay. So 
Um, couple questions that I feel like, and then we're going to do a worship song. We're going to do Reckless Love. But a couple things that I felt like questions, and I don't know if you want to write these down, but um, what is on you? What are the words on you? Um, and I think if I asked myself that, I would do the typical not wanted, abandoned, you know, which is all good to recognize all those things. But I, I think there's just so much more deeper things written on you that we're just really afraid to go to. And so I just challenge you to just to go there. Um, and then what are all the ways that the enemy has put names on you? You know, there's a reason the devil's been working so hard to shut you up. So for me, when I hear that, it's because we are warriors and we're powerful and he wants us to shut up and not deal with whatever that is that we have on us. Um, one thing I will say, and Laura, I know I'm running out of time. <laughs> one thing I will say is... Um, Jana wanted to, us to give you like some tangible things. And I kept, you know, throughout my journey, I'm like, what is the tangible things? And it is just asking the Lord to show up and for the encounters and for the hearts. And my thing is ladybugs and just all those things. But um, worship has been really, 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 um, really important for me. Um, I would I would always say I'm just going to worship through my pain. It's just what I'm going to do. Because I don't know what else to do besides just dance and be with Jesus and sing and not give a crap what, what anybody else is doing. And so, of course my time would be worship. So, I think what I would ask is in this time of doing worship is ask for those names, ask for that encounter, ask for that waterfall to just wash you, ask for all those things. He'll show up. I never believed he would until I was persistent and then I expected it. I expect you to show up for me. And so just as we worship, we have this whole room like, and no judgment and no, I don't care if you hysterically laugh or dance around in circles. I don't care what you do. I just want you to be free and be able to sit in his reckless love. And as they're singing it, I think of the words of like, he chases me down and fights me till I'm found and leaves the 99. It's like, just picture that. I think sometimes it's hard for us. Because it's sometimes what we think, it's not tangible, but it is. Like, he's so here, and he's so tangible. So, I'm just going to pray, and then let's just worship. And I ask, we just ask for the names, and take them off. And let's put new names on that won't come off. And so, let's pray. Lord, I, um, I just thank you. Thank you for these women. Um, thank you for their stories. Um, 
Lord, we're not afraid of the word shame. And so I ask that to just be wiped off. Um, Lord, I pray just as we worship um, that we, um, each of us experience the waterfall of the washing and cleaning and made new and just knowing that you'll do it every day, every second, all the time. And so, Lord, I just pray um, for that. I pray for the words to be washed off. I pray that we know what the words mean and there's healing happening right here and there's words that are coming onto our bodies that we can recognize and we can stand in truth and know that that is you and I'm so thankful and I am made new and I am enough. And so, Lord, I just pray that. I pray we all can see ourselves with I am enough just written on mm-hmm. our top chest, right. just in permanent, and it cannot come off. And so, Lord, I ask the enemy just to get off our throat. And, I, Lord, I ask the enemy to move away, and you are not welcome in this place. And so, Lord, I pray just for more freedom and more healing and more of you, Lord. You are so, so good. Lord, I pray for these women to just be free to dance and move and worship through the pain. It's so uncomfortable. It is. I give it. But Lord, I pray for just more of you in this room at all corners. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. We say yes, Lord.
brokenness when I was by the world I just me by the world I was told you'll not be a mother and I get to stand here and say 
we're all broken. Like, we're all break, broken before the Lord, right? But he redeems and he restores and he will always, always make new. And he will always, always restore any brokenness. Because that's what he does. He's so good at it. He's so good. So let him do his job. Let's stop fighting and taking control. Like, I got it. I know what I'm doing. Because I did that for a really long time, and it didn't really work out so well. And so I just, that's, I don't know if that's for anybody, but just relinquish, like, all the spirit of control. Relinquish all of it. It's the scariest place to be. It's to be completely fully known. That's the biggest fear. And so I just, I dare you to at least let him fully know who you are. And maybe it's nobody else. Start with him. Start with him seeing, like, the full naked you. And then you'll be able to show everybody else because he just looks at that and goes, I'm so in love with that. There's so much of that that I love. And then you have more freedom to go into the world and go, and here I am. This is what I got. And what I got is so awesome because it's him. It's not me. So, Lord, I pray that for all of us. Lord, I pray just for chains to be broken. And I pray for waterfalls and more of you and more of your presence and more healing. Lord, I pray as we go out of these walls that in Knoxville too, Lord, I pray you're so all over this. You're doing something. And so I ask that we are game changers in it, that we are the movement and we are the start of breaking those chains. And so, Lord, I pray all of this. And I just thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I might turn the lights on. We could probably turn some quiet worship.